You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. Man, I'm excited to be with you today. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, like Cody said, my name is Keith and I'm the campus pastor in Lubbock and I'm part of the senior leadership team here. I'm just really excited to, to be with you and just to get to share uh, just a few moments with you and really share a message uh, that I believe is actually going to help you a lot. I actually believe this is a really good message, which is a good thing for a pastor to think before he preaches, is that his message is really good. But I really do, I, I, I believe today is going to, going to help you understand some things about God and how he works and also understand some things about your own life and maybe why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way that you think, and I think it's really going to bless you. So open up to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 this morning. This is going to be our main text. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 will be in verses 1 through 8. Here we have a very interesting book in the Bible. Anybody ever spent some time in Ecclesiastes? Anybody ever read, read this book before? As a pastor, I would encourage you not to stay there very long. And if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about because it is, it is a very weird book. It is an odd book, isn't it? It's a, it's, a, it's a book of the Bible written by King Solomon, who was arguably the wisest man to ever walk the face of the earth. And, and what I love about the book of Ecclesiastes is it, it's a book of, uh, about a wise man's journey. And, and in the book, he gets very, very real and transparent about himself and about life. If there's anything that you, if you've ever read Ecclesiastes and gotten, gotten confused, first of all, join the rest of us. Second of all, what, what you really need to grab a hold of is that it's, it's actually, you're getting to see an experience that someone had in life. You're getting to see a real life account. You're getting to see someone writing and authoring a book and being super real and transparent with God and how he feels. In fact, you read through Ecclesiastes and Solomon says that he denied himself, he denied his flesh, no thing. He did everything and anything he wanted to do. He, if, if it would have been, he bought all the cars that he wanted to buy. He had all the women he wanted to have, which was actually okay back in the day, so that one doesn't translate. But anyway, um, I mean, he, he says he denied himself, no thing. And in here we see his account he actually received wisdom from it. And he comes to some interesting conclusions. And here's one of the things that he, that he teaches us that is still present today working in our own lives. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one says this, for everything, come on, say everything. everything. There is a season. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. 
Today, I want to talk to you around the idea of seasons. I want you just to say this after me. It said, for everything, there is a season. Come on, say it this way. Say, there is a season for everything. Do you know that there's actually a season for every single thing that you do in life? There's a time, as Solomon said, there's a time for every matter. See, what we're going to learn today is the fact that God actually operates in seasons. We see this even in our physical world. What do we see? We see seasons, spring, winter, fall, summer. I'm so glad that this season is about to be over and get out of the wind and the dirt and get into summer. I know it's really, really hot, but there's no dirt in wind. Y'all have any dirt here in Midland? We have a lot of dirt in Lubbock, all right? It's like you see in the physical world, we see seasons changing. Did you know that it doesn't just happen in the physical world, that it actually happens in the spiritual world? See, God actually operates in seasons. The kingdom of God operates in seasons. Your life in the kingdom operates in functions in seasons. Now, before I kind of jump off into this teaching today, I want to make a couple of assumptions about you. Is that okay? They're all going to be really, really good ones. You're going to like them, okay? I'm going to assume some things about every single person in the room. And here's what I'm going to assume about everyone in here. I'm actually going to assume that every person sitting in these seats, every single one of you actually want to crush it in life. Every person in here, you want to be successful at every single thing that you're doing. You want to crush it in your marriage. You want to crush it in your parenting. You want to crush it in your job. You want to have six-pack abs. You want to crush it in your fitness. You want to crush it in your relationships. You want to have a, such an intimate, loving relationship with God. There's not one single area of your life that you don't want to be the best in. Come on, can I get an amen? It's actually true. This is the way that we were created. There's something on the inside of us. Cody just said it. There's something on the inside of us that wants to be great. We want to do it right. We want to get it right, do it right, and do a really good job whenever we do it. I have never met a Christian, not one yet, that started following Jesus. And after they started following Jesus, their first thought was, you know, I'm just going to kind of do a mediocre job at this. I'm going to kind of just go through the motions when it comes to my relationship with God. I don't know. The fact that there's proof that you want more, it's the fact that you're sitting in the seat today. You know what it tells me? You actually want to crush it in every single area of life. But the question I have for you today is how? How do we? That's a lot of stuff to crush. Anybody? It's a lot of areas to do well in. How? How is it that we can actually go through life? I believe we can. But how is it that we actually crush it in the areas that we're supposed to crush it in? Well, here, here's, a, here's a quick little answer and then we'll move on. It actually has to do with you learning that God operates in seasons in your life. I'm gonna make that correlation today. I wanna title the message, Define Your Wins. Define Your Wins. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we invite you into this space. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come now, lead and guide us into truth. Yeah, we open up our heart and our soul to you today and say, well, you're, uh, God, that you have good soil for your word to land on, that we will hear today, not with just our physical ears, with our spiritual ears. We will see today. 
Yeah, Lord, and we, we just commit by faith right now that we will do what your word says. <laughs> we will learn today and let it affect our lives because we want to look like you, Jesus. Yeah, and we just thank you for this in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen. I want to take you right back to that question this morning. How do we do this? How do we do this? You know, I did a little math before I, uh, last night and realized that I've actually been following Jesus for over 20 years. Got saved around 15 or 16 years old and been following him ever since. And I, and I, and I say that because over these tw last 20 years, I've learned a lot of things. There's been a lot of podcasts I've listened to. There's been a lot of messages I've listened to in church. There's been a, now at this point, being in ministry for over 10 years, there's been a lot of messages I've preached. I mean, I've done youth ministry, small groups, senior pat, all the things. There's a lot that I've learned. And just, we're just gonna do a little survey here for a second. If you've been saved for over five years, would you raise your hand? Now keep your hand up if you've been saved, if you've been following Jesus for over 10 years, 15 years. Everybody look around for a second. Keep your hand up. Some of y'all are like, oh crap, I need to start doing math right now. All right. Over 20 years, 25. Look at the hands still up. 30, 35. Some of y'all are telling on yourself right now, just so you know. 40, over 50 years. Look at that. We still have one hand up, two hands up, three, four hands up. Isn't that amazing? Here's my point. You guys have heard a lot of messages too. <laughs> You've learned a lot. Not to mention what the Lord's just shown you in just your time with him, just reading the Bible or just praying or just worshiping him. There's been a lot of stuff that you have learned. How on earth are you able to do it all? How can you, you, I mean, think about all the things that you've learned from loving your neighbor, loving your enemy, learning what your spiritual gift is, learning what persistence and patience means, the fruits of the spirit, your spiritual gifts. gifts. Come on, being a Proverbs 31 woman. Think about all the things. Not to mention, that's just one single area of your life. It's just your spiritual walk with God. Think about all the other stuff you gotta do. You gotta decide where to go to lunch today. <laughs> Monday's coming and you and your wife are gonna look at each other and say, what are we having for dinner? And you gotta make a choice. You gotta raise your kids, you gotta take them to all the sports, you gotta mow your lawn. There's, I'm trying to just lay a foundation here. There is a lot for you to do and there's a lot for you to crush it in. How on earth can you do everything? And let me just, let me just give you the answer, you can't. And not only you can't, you're not supposed to. You want to know why you're not supposed to? It's because God didn't actually create you to live life that way. You know how he, how he created you to live life? He created you to live life in seasons. And you know what seasons do? Seasons tell you what's most important at the time that you're living right then. I, I think some of you have felt this way before. It's like you have so many things going on in your life. It's like you pick up one ball just to drop five over here. And you'll, you'll start to crush it in your marriage. And all of a sudden you'll look back and be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be praying. 
Oh, I'm, I'm really doing good with my kids. Oh man, I haven't been doing that great in my job. And you got your job and you got your kids and you got your fitness and you got, you got, you got food and you got all these things. You got to make decisions. It's like you pick up one. It's like you're just dropping all these balls and you're trying to juggle everything. And, 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 and here's what many Christians do. You know what we think that we need? We think that we need to learn how to balance all of it. I should be doing better as a husband. I should be doing better as a dad. I should be further along in my financial goals. I should be better with God. I should be praying more. I should be worshiping. I should be able to go to church more than I'm, than I'm going. I should be able to do all this thing. These are the thoughts that we have in our head and we wanna bring balance. We think balance is gonna be the answer. Hear me just break this lie for you for a second. Balance is a myth. Balance doesn't exist in the kingdom because the kingdom doesn't operate in balance. The kingdom operates in seasons. There's a time for everything. See, this is what Solomon was trying to teach us. He was saying, hey, there's a time to, to build up and then there's a time to tear down. Don't be tearing down when you're building up and don't be building up when you're tearing down. For goodness sakes, don't try to do both at the same time <laughs> because there's a season for it. There's a place to, to operate and live and, 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 and to focus and do. And can I just break this idea? Let me, let me just break some shame and some condemnation off of you. You were not made to do it all. This is why you can't. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not because you're immature. It's not because you don't have the same capacity as somebody else. It's because not one of us is created to handle all the things all at once, doing a great job at all the things. Some of you moms, you really need to hear this to set you free. You, you, you constantly are in this place in your head, I should be doing better in all these, things, these, these areas. Especially some of you new moms. New moms. If you fall asleep every time you read your Bible, good, you need it. You need to sleep more than you need to read your Bible. Okay, that, that was way funnier than you thought it was. I guess you're not laughing because you don't believe me. There's a season for everything. You know what God's not doing today? He's not, he's not up there. He's not sitting down, looking down and being like, single moms. Ha! Man, they really are lacking in their prayer life. Can't ever stay awake. My goodness, it's just a baby. <laughs> they birthed the kid two weeks ago. Surely they're over it by now. He's not doing that, he's not saying that. You know why? Because God realizes the season that you are in better than you do. See, it's not about balance. It's about operating in season. See, see let, me, let me read a couple statements to you. Balance, a balanced mentality tries to do all the things all at once. And we focus on everything and we try to give everything 100% effort. A season's mentality says, I'm going to do these couple of things really well because it's the season for it. See, seasons should set your priorities. That's a really good thing to write down. At least look down and act like you're doing it so I feel good about myself. Seasons should set your priorities. Seasons should set your focus. Let me say it this way. Seasons should set your faith. 
Many people wonder why they're not getting results in their life when it comes to operating in the kingdom. I'll tell you why. It's because you're trying to live balanced instead of trying to live in rhythm. You're trying to live balanced instead of focusing on the things that matter most. See, let me, let me say it in, in, in kind of a way we all understand. You are spread too thin. Your faith is spread too thin. See, when I realize God is operating in a season in my life and he's saying, hey, Keith, I need, you to just, I need you to focus on intimacy right now. I need you in the secret place. I need you spending more time reading, more time worshiping, more time listening to podcasts. I need to teach you in this season because there's something that I need to get to you. See, if I do that, guess what? I can put all of my faith in one direction. And guess what? I have a lot, of, I have some concentrated faith. And guess what I'm gonna get from that? I'm gonna get fruit. I'm gonna get fruit because I know God said to do this. Now, let me just give my disclaimer for, the, for this whole message. Am I saying that you just focus on one or two things and you just let all the other things just go? No, that's not what I'm saying. Am I saying when the Lord's saying to, to focus on your marriage, you just stop taking care of your kids? No, that's not what I'm saying. They need to eat. You need to put clothes on them. They need to get to school. You need to, you have to take, hear me today. You have to take care of them. Are y'all okay over here? Like take care of your kids. Don't be like, oh, Pastor Keith said, man, you just, there's ramen in the closet. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what, what I am saying is that your approach to life changes. And this may step on your toes just a little bit, but hear me. And sometimes there are seasons when you focus on your marriage and you don't focus on your kids. Keep them alive. Focus on your marriage. Just, just keep them alive. And sometimes it's a season for you to focus on your family and not your job. And sometimes there's a season for you to focus on your job and not your family. My approach changes. And when I realize this, the pressure literally comes off because I realize, God, you're having me focus and juggling these balls right now. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what you told me to do. And then I'm going to trust you with the rest. I'm gonna let you take care of the rest, God, because you're the one who told me to do this in the first place. You're taking care of my kids. You're taking care of my finances. You're taking care of my job because I know right now it's about my family. See, this is what it looks like to operate. Am I, am I preaching to anybody today? It's what it looks like to operate in seasons. And we'll see, we have to realize this about God. You know, I, um, many people may not know this. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to football players, when they are in season, you, go, you watch the guys in the NFL, when that comes back around Sundays and Mondays, they're playing games. Guess what? In season, when there are games, you know what they're not doing? They're not going into the weight room and throwing on a bunch of weight and seeing how much they can squat and seeing how much they can bench. They're not going out trying to get faster. They're not going out and conditioning and running four or five miles a day. You want to know why they're not doing that? Because it's not the season for it because they're in season. I've never met a football player that won a game on Sunday and came in on Monday and was like, man, I'm so glad we won, but I think I went down like 10 pounds in my bench press. That's not a thought. You know why? Because they know what winning looks like 
in this season. You know, in fact, you know what they call it when they get stronger and faster in their condition? They call it off-season. And hear me today. Success looks like winning in season. And they don't feel guilty about the things that, aren't, that, that they aren't doing. They don't feel shame about the things that they're not doing. And yet I've met many Christians and they are doing something they feel like God has called them to do and they're focusing on a certain area, but I can tell deep down on, on the inside in the back of their mind, they're feeling guilty for some of the balls they feel like they are dropping. Come on, am I preaching to anybody? And you may not consciously feel this way, you may not consciously think this way, but I can prove to you that this is, this is what's going on in your soul. It, here it is, you'll be doing something and you'll be doing really good in the area and all of a sudden you'll hear a message or, or the Lord will bring it up and he'll bring up something else that you haven't done for a while. And your first reaction is, dang it, how, how did I forget that? And you feel bad about you stopping when you stop doing this thing. For me, it's always declarations. I know the power of declaration. I know the power of my words. And I will notice there will be seasons when I'm declaring and the Lord has me declaring more things every single day. And it's like, hey, I need you declaring. I need you declaring. And all of a sudden, four or five weeks later, I'm not declaring. Two months rolls around, back over here and the Lord brings it up. Hey, I need you to start declaring. And I'll go, and my first thought will be, why did I stop that? Here's why you stopped it, Keith, is because you were in a season and then you stepped out of it. There was a priority then. There was a focus then. This is what God does is he, he, he highlights things and he brings things back up. Does it mean that we, all, that we, we stop declaring? Does it, no. Does it mean that we stop praying ever? No. Does it mean that we stop coming to church because it's not the season for it? No. What I'm saying is there are things that he highlights and then when he highlights that, guess what? Just maintain the other things. Because this is the season. This is the season for it. I want to read a couple of statements to you. Sometimes your kids are not your focus, your marriage is. Sometimes your marriage isn't your focus, your business is. Sometimes your business isn't your focus, your prayer life is. Sometimes your prayer life isn't your focus, your relationship with spiritual family is. Sometimes your focus shouldn't be fighting all the demons. Your focus needs to be taking a chill pill and enjoying the Lord. Sometimes it's not a season to fight. Can I say that? Oh, sorry. Let me, let me just scroll back up to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 8. A time for war and a time for peace. There's a time. If you spend your life fighting all the time, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Somebody needs to hear that today. No condemnation, no shame. Just repent and go the other way. If you're fighting all the time, you're doing it wrong. There should be, there should be times of joy, peace. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, anybody else know the scripture? Peace and, we got one person who knows our scripture, thank you, joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, joy. Fighting not mentioned. 
Now you could argue peace didn't come until you fought. Okay, gotcha. But righteousness, peace, joy. Seasons. He has us in seasons. And so today, <clears throat> I want to give you five ways that you can stay in season and know when the season is coming. You ready? These are five things that can help you um, recognize the season and, and honestly even respond right in the season that you're in. All right, number one, you have to stay connected to him. You have to stay connected to Jesus. You can't know when the season changes if you're not connected to the one who changes the season. We have to stay connected to him. And I'll add another word to that, consistently. The, the more consistent you are connected to him, the, the easier it is for you to recognize when seasons change in your life, in the church, whatever. You, you, you notice things because you're connected to the source. We have to stay connected to him. Number two, stay connected to spiritual leaders and spiritual family. You want to recognize the season that's coming? You have to stay connected to spiritual leaders and spiritual family. Hear me today. Sometimes God will not reveal the season that you're in because he wants you to follow the season that your leader is in. This man right here. If, you don't, if it's hard for you to recognize the seasons and hard for you to know what to go after, guess what? That's kind of what we get. That's kind of our job. Mine and Cody's job, Braden's job. It's, kind of, it's called pastoring. It's called giving vision and helping people. It's kind of, so if, you, if you're like, man, I, I don't know, I never know what season I'm in. I'm always walking around like, man, what, what, what season is this? Follow your spiritual leaders. They're pointing you in the right direction. In fact, I go as far as to say this, they're gifted by God to point you in the right direction. Made by God to bring vision to your life. Ephesians 4, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, all for the equipping of the saints, what? For the work of the ministry and to bring you into full maturity. That's a gift that God gave to the church. And believe it or not, the gift is actually a person, people. <clears throat> Spiritual leaders will help you recognize the season that you're in. In fact, Hebrews chapter 13, I, I'm just doing my, my boy Cody a solid on this one. I had to read it in front of my church in Lubbock and it was, uh, it was fun. I actually really enjoyed it. You'll, you'll get what I'm saying. Hebrews chapter 13 in the message says this, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Y'all are a hard crowd today. Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of Cody's leadership. Is that what it says? <laughs> Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not as drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? I just love reading that from right here, from right here. <clears throat> but notice, be, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. They have counsel. They're here for you. He is here for you. It'll help you recognize the season. Not only is, is it your connection to spiritual leaders, but it's also your connection with the people around you right now. Have you ever gotten conversation with your friends, spiritual family, and they'll be talking about what God is doing in their life, and all of a sudden you'll realize that God's been saying the same thing to you? 
and you wouldn't have ever recognized it unless you would have heard them say it. Oh man, they're just around you. Man, I really feel like it's a season of worship. I can't, I, all I can do is worship. All the time I can barely even read my Bible, like intimacy, I just feel like I'm supposed to, to worship. And all of a sudden they'll be like, oh yeah, the Lord's been talking to me about worship. Guess what you just picked up on? A season. A season. And it came through a connection to spiritual family. Come on, that's a good word right there, amen? Number three, stay connected to the prophetic. Stay connected to the prophetic. You want to know what season you're in. It's important to stay connected to those prophetic voices. If I could just kind of endorse one, we, we very much are listening to Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton out of Bethel. And, um, you know, Chris actually is, is the prophetic voice there. And, uh, but there's other people that I listen to. I'll kind of get on YouTube and just see what some pro prophets are saying every once in a while. I don't do it all the time because... <laughs> That'll mess you up a little bit, all right? Don't do it all the time. Just dabble in there, okay? And then get on back out. <laughs> Some of y'all who've done it know what I'm saying. Just trust me if you haven't. But we, but we honor that gift, and we stay connected to that gift. We stay connected to the prophetic, so we kind of know, hey, this is a season. This is what God is, seems to be doing, not just in my own life, but in the church, big C as a whole. So we stay connected to him. We stay connected to spiritual leaders and family. We stay connected to the prophetic. Then number four, stay involved in the kingdom, doing kingdom work. This point right here is actually how this, this series and this message got birthed. I was out one morning <clears throat> walking and praying I noticed I'd been doing it for a while. I noticed how the mornings started to get warmer. I noticed that, oh man, summer's actually finally about to be here. And like the Lord spoke to me and he said, he said, you would never know when the seasons are changing if you were to stay in your house. If you stay in your home, you'd never know the seasons were changing. You have to get out into the kingdom doing kingdom work. And when you are out there doing it, you will sense when the season changes. It, it, because you're a part of what God's doing and he's gonna let you know, hey, this, this thing you've been doing, it's time to concentrate over here. It's time to move over here. It's time to do this thing over here. But because you get out in it, all of a sudden you'll be able to recognize when it changes. So we stay in the kingdom doing kingdom work. And then the last one, how do you recognize when seasons change? Pay attention. Pay attention. I'll share a quick story with you. <clears throat> this was probably six months ago. I started to have this weird um, occurrence. I don't know if you'd call it an encounter. <laughs> but I, uh, it was when Ben Armstrong, how many remember Ben Armstrong? He came and preached to you, gosh, a month or two ago. And um, thanks, I realize all the rest of you didn't come to church. Okay, um, no, I'm, I'm playing. Ben Armstrong came, prophetic guy out of, out of, uh, out of Bethel. And I took him to, to breakfast one morning and we're sitting there in the car waiting for our table to get ready and this bird lands right on my hood and like right in front of me. And then he just looks at me like, what you got to say, Keith? And I'm like, first of all, get off my hood, bird. <laughs> Look at that, he's scratching his eye, roll down the window and shoo him away, he flies away. Less than like a minute or two minutes later, another bird lands on the top of my truck. 
And I turned and looked at Ben. I was like, see, this is what happens when you Bethel people show up. Weird crap just starts happening. Birds start doing, it's just weird. What's going on? He just, he just kind of smirked at me and didn't say anything. I was like, appreciate the help. So that happens. I, I pull up to church the next morning. Bird lands on my truck. Get out. Birds are in the parking lot. Get into the pre-service meeting where our worship team and everybody on stage gets together 30 minutes before service. We pray and all this stuff. I'm in there. Guess what? They're, they start talking about birds and how loud the birds are when they come to worship practice and, and run through at 7 a.m. They're just so loud. I'm like, stop talking about birds, man. All right. This is getting weird. We start to pray over the service. Now, hear me. I'm making the point about paying attention. At this point, I'm like, eh, okay, coincidence, it's fine. They're blackbirds anyways, they're not even cool birds. This can't be that great. Like, come on, Lord, give me a blue jay or something, I don't know. <laughs> As we're praying in our pre-service meeting, a bird flies into the window. Literally flies and smacks into the window. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> the next day, I'm taking Ben to the airport. We stop and get coffee. I go into the coffee shop. They have a t-shirt, big eagle on the front, and they had an event, and they had a date on, the, on, on when the event was. Guess what the date was? My birthday. It's my birthday. Now some of you are like, well, what, what do the birds mean? I have no idea. I have no idea still. No idea. That's not the point that I'm making, okay? It's not where I'm heading with this. Just don't worry about my birds, okay? <laughs> but I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. Lord, speak to me. Show me. Whatever you're trying to say, I realize you're talking. God is always talking to you. He speaks through creation. He speaks through the radio and the song that comes on. He speaks through that, 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 uh, that song that, ran, that your truck randomly pulls up when you get in that day, in the conversations that you have, in the scripture you open up to, in the daily Bible verse on you version. He, he speaks through all kinds of different ways, through the movie you decided to watch, through the place you went to eat, and all I'm saying is that we, we, have to get, we have to get really, really good at just paying attention. Like we say this around here, like, like uh, pay attention to the breadcrumbs. Listen, listen to the chatter in the airwaves because God's talking. And he, he wants you to know the season that you're in more than you want to know the season because he knows the value that it'll bring to you to know what, what, what's going on in your life. He loves you that much. He wants to bring clarity to your life that much. When we do these things, we'll realize, man, all right, Lord, I know where you have me. I'll say one last thing and we'll pray. <clears throat> what I don't want you to leave here doing, I don't want you to leave here walking around going, God, what, what season am I, am I in? What season am I in? What, what season is this? What season is this? Yes, yeah, seek him. Ask him to show you. But don't, 
Don't let it become another ball that you have to juggle. Just know he's working in a season in your life right now. And you may not all the way know what it is, but I bet you know the thing you're supposed to be doing right now. And if you'll do the thing that he's pointing to, the next thing, the next step, guess what? You will get the thing that he wants to get to you in this season. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.